got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Wait, who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stump. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. It's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! It's in the hole. Saturday, March 11, 2017, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And we are back from Cuba. We survived the March Madness Cigar event and the Big Poppy event. And I get ready to leave for TAA. That's the Tobacconist Association of America Conference in Mexico tomorrow. We're breaking news. Six are dead at the resort I'll be staying at. I need a nap. You Welcome need, back, uh, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You might end up needing some Valium at the end of this week. Yes. Uh, you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. And, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com where you can set it. And forget it. Okay, so let's pass a cigar out because we got a lot to talk about, so we need to light up and have a cigar while we reminisce about what we missed while we were gone, plus what you guys missed while we were gone also. And this is the Rough Rider Cigar. Barry Stein, what is this all about? Well, today's first cigar comes to us from Hoshi Blanco's Indian Head Cigars, who makes reigning cigar of the year here on the Cigar Authority, the La Galera, Connecticut. We are about to light up Rough Riders from the March Care Package, and it's perfect for anyone with a sweet tooth. This sweet tip cigar features a gorgeous Ecuadorian shade-grown wrapper over binders and fillers from the Dominican Republic. The Rough Riders cigar features a sweet ride and is available in for five sizes, all of which retail for under $4. Under $4. So it's competition out there if you're wondering and you don't have one of these cigars. Baccarat, you may know, with the little sweet cap that's yep. on it. We have, um, there's all... Via Havana, Via Dolce. Havana, Dolce, <laughs> sweet cap. That's a honey cap that's on it. Um, the Nat Sherman Host Series, sweet cap that's yeah. on it. And this one, the Rough Rider, so low-priced. Under $4 per cigar, a lot of different sizes. The lowest price of all the ones you mentioned. Yeah, so uh, let's give it a try, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. See how, he can do that, Barry. See? Yeah, well... It's not that hard. One of the themes I butchered last week. Yep, yep. We, uh, one, of, one of three. We listened to it on the plane ride back. Back from... What's in, well, <clears throat> there's no internet really in Cuba at all. They say they have internet. What they have is Wi-Fi. And Wi-Fi is free. But it's not connected to anything. <laughs> <laughs> so we found out on the last day, thanks to uh, my friend Brooks from uh, the folks over at Half Wheel, he actually gave me a card and said, yeah, the reason you can't connect to the internet is you need one of these. And he gave me one. So I was able to get on the Internet for the first time in Cuba on the last day that we're there. 
But that's the key. You've got to buy these cards. They're $1.50. They give you an hour of Internet. Just buy a million of them. Right. <laughs> so uh, before you light the cigar, you taste, and it's sweet. There is it's, some sweetness it there. It reminds me of the white stick that came with Fun Dip. Okay. He doesn't. Yeah. It's a Fun it's Dip nice. stick. He doesn't get credit for a flavor licking the sugar off the tip of a Not cigar. Not the sugar, just the stick itself without the sugar on it. I lick the this. sugar off the cigar. Oh. I lick candy. You <clears throat> other things. I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> there is a mailbag in here somewhere about you and your low-hanging fruit that we're going to be getting to later. <laughs> so we're going to light our Fun Dip stick with uh, the Vertigo Intimidator. Boy, it goes away quick. Though, the sweetness. Yeah. So if you're bothered by the sweet tip of it. Just lick it all off real quick. Rip it off like a band Because right away, boom. But now I'm, I'm tasting it again. And it's just very <laughs> uncomfortable sitting next to you. It's all gone. Did yeah. like a champ. Nailed it. Yeah. It's not so the, the first time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the Vertigo Intimidator features the biggest of all of the patented Vertigo big-ass tanks. <clears throat> Holds about a third a can of butane. It has four jets. And a color-changing flame once the flame's been on for about three seconds. So you don't lose it in the sun when you're on the golf course or uh, if you do what I do when you snowblow and you're smoking cigars. Which we had some snow overnight yeah. last night during our little... Uh, Getting a big storm on Tuesday. Yeah, we're right gonna... now they're saying 18 inches. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'll miss that one. Although, will I come back? Am I, when do I come back? Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday night. It's supposed to really start in earnest late on Tuesday and end Wednesday morning. Yep. You'll be fine. Winter is not over. <clears throat> I remember um, years back, April Fool's Day, real bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was off to um, some trip. I think I was going to Las Vegas. And uh plane never left. Next day, plane never left. It was a three-day thing. What's the sense of going and getting there and time to leave? So, never happened. Two thoughts for you. Yes. Number one, don't we turn our clocks back tonight? We turn them forward. forward. So, so forward, yeah, spring ahead. Spring, spring. back, spring back. So I got a 5 a.m. flight. So I got to get up about 2 a.m. But at 2 a.m., the clocks go forward yep. you lose an, an hour. hour. So I lose an hour. So I got to get up at 1 a.m. What the hell is the sense of going to sleep? You should. But I got a big day tomorrow. Not only all the traveling, I have a cigar dinner at night in Mexico where I started the show saying... Six people dead. Yeah, you went over that a little too quickly, Dave. What yes. happened? So I, I turned the TV on last night when I got home late, and there was Fox News reporting that uh, the six dead at the resort where I'm staying and one dead at the airport where I'm landing. And uh, that's not good. It's not good. It's only one. It's, not good. it's only one. One at the airport. Yeah. Yeah, I can duck that out maybe, but six they at the said, hotel, the same said, hotel. They said right now it's tied into gasoline and kidnapping. So basically you're going to the world of Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. David Garofalo. I don't, I don't like Mexico. Warrior. I don't like Mexico. And they keep having it there. They keep having it. And they say, they give us, you know, the 60 retailers in this group, and they give us all kinds of questions that are asked in there. And they say, where would you like the next conference? And they give all the choice or other. And my other is anywhere but Mexico is my response every single time. <laughs> and you know where they have it every single time? Mexico. So what you should do is start putting Mexico. Mm. He has a point there. There we go. You know? Because every, every candidate you've ever endorsed, ever, has always lost. 
and start endorsing Mexico. What is the definition of insanity? Yes. Doing I, the same thing I know. over and over. I expect it's going to change, and it keeps it happening. Keep, yep. It's crazy. Um, so, uh, yes, we did listen to you, and you, you were critiqued on the, on the flight back from wherever we were. Uh, we, were we, we were able to download the show once we landed in Charlotte yeah. because we were able to connect to normal civilization. And he was sitting across the aisle from me, so we were both listening separately. But, hey, did you hear? Yeah, I'm throwing stuff at him. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, arms in the air. They what? already asked that question. It was yeah. good. It was Your good. Interview skills, poor. Oh, well, you're also hey, a poor hey. interviewee. Okay. <laughs> Blame me. You can only work with what you have. I yeah, mean, he, he's nodding his so answers. So tell me Hello, about your work radio. Radio. I work in sales. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> he did have a lot of one-word answers. Yeah. And I will say, Chuck, your interview of Big Poppy was sensational. Sensational. Thank I you. heard it from a lot of people once I got back. I got... Uh, uh, hello, I was there, too. Yeah, you were there. You, you were never mentioned. You were never mentioned by anyone saying anything about the interview. Everybody said, Chuck, <laughs> nailed it. Going back were to you your nervous? interview skills. Yeah, very. Yeah? And I really don't get starstruck. I, I typically don't. I'm around athletes sure. for six months out of the year, at least. So, but This I, guy's got some He's on the Mount Rushmore of Boston sports. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a living legend. So is Brady around him every day, too. He, yeah. Isn't that But you something? get used to it. You get, you know, yeah. more on the biggest cigar I'm going to say it's, a little, bit, it's yeah. a little bit different as far as the skill set. And the amount of pressure on someone like David Ortiz because he's got to hit this little tiny ball. It's just him against the yeah. pitcher. Nobody's helping him. Right. That's it. Right. And in the case of Brady, he's a phenomenal leader. I'm not taking anything away from him. I don't want to get hate mail that I'm hating on Brady. <laughs> but it's a different scenario. He is a good leader. He coaches his team up and helps rally the troops around him. Sure. But it's not just him against one other guy throwing a ball 100 yeah. miles an hour. But the players say Ortiz is like their leader, would get them motivated. Maybe get them motivated, but when, it's, when he's up at the plate, it's just him. Him and the pitcher. Right. I think the other factor to this was at the event itself, I mean, it was pretty – the chances of us being able to interview Ortiz were set at like 3% that the yeah. interview was going to happen. So at that point, your Those guards, are good odds as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, there's still a chance, but yeah. it's pretty slim. So, so at that got, point, so we got a chance. And the next thing you know, it's go, like here he comes. He can do it right now. And it was, you know, I'm having to be Chuck the engineer in one regard to make sure that every, you know, everything's ready to roll sure. and mm-hmm. that we get the recording at good levels. And if you heard the interview, I mean, it's kind of hot at the beginning because literally there wasn't any chance to mic check him because it's go know, time. It's go time. Mm-hmm. Right. Go so um, that no, you that fixed that right away. It was good. Yeah. Was but, good. but he was outstanding as a person. Very personable the entire evening. Um, you know, just, hey, he stayed a few hours. Huh? So he stayed late. All, all in all, I mean, I finished I mean, all your liquor. But yeah, I know. Huh? Yeah. Go back in my little liquor cabinet and left a swallow like in a whole bunch <laughs> of bottles. This? What craziness! Even in high school, like when I was at parties where people would swipe their parents' alcohol, yeah. if they had vodka. They'd at least like fill it back with water so it would look full. You know, like <laughs> we, we were out of brown food coloring. So. Yeah. No, but who does that? Like, just finish it. Just, and, unless there's something to negative to don't take the last drop, but it's a gallon of milk with a swallow left in it. Yeah. I think just if you take the last go. drop, you're an alcoholic. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Pour it out to your homies. That's what you guys. That's it. <laughs> we, you do that at the beginning. You do that at the beginning. We'll tell you about in Cuba. That's how it works in Cuba. So, But I, I usually don't miss the stuff at, at two guys, especially something like that, that yeah. David Ortiz, but... Um, Cuba was already planned. Last minute, David Ortiz thing. It's well, you coming. asked them you to do? move the Habanos Festival because we had David yes. Ortiz coming, and right. they said no. So, yeah, they know who David Ortiz is in Cuba. Yes, they do. Yeah. So, yeah, they know who he is. 
And some people came up to me, you have Ortiz? And I said, yeah, but I'm here. How'd it go? I said, well, it's happening in 15 minutes. You tell I me. I don't know, and I'd like to be able to I don't know. It. It. We don't have intranets here. Right. In true Dominican fashion, he was about 10 minutes late. Sure. Which Thir- was actually early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> More like 30, right? I mean. Yeah, he was a little late. Yeah. yeah. But he stayed much longer than the hour yeah, expected. Much, much longer. And I, up staying two and I talked hours. to some customers who said, oh, my God, he really spent time with me, each and every yeah. person. And uh, what a great guy he was, including my employees. Yeah. You know, the cops, you know, we hired one police detail to be here just in case. You don't know what's going to end up happening. So it would be nice if somebody was here. We got three for the price of one because the other two just wanted to come. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Can I get in on that? Yeah. So I called to order pizza because we got the March Madness sale yesterday. And so, we, you know, feed the reps and the staff that's here. I call up and uh, it's Jonathan from Two Guys. I'd like to place an order. Oh, my God. How did the Big Poppy event go? Nice. It's a pizza place nice. down yeah. the road. Yeah. Like uh, it was good. Oh, I saw about it on the, I saw about it on the police uh, Facebook page. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, they posted oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good, good. So uh, I'm sorry I missed it. I got a nice letter from them saying how great you guys were and uh, the staff and all the people were behaved and it, we had everything very organized you according did. to them. Yeah. You know, I planned it out beforehand and obviously executed properly. Uh, they were thrilled because they had done some others, and they said we were so happy the way it was. And I said, I'm sorry once again. I told you I wasn't going to be there. I never missed these things, but I, I just couldn't get out of what, what I had already planned. And uh, I would have loved to meet them myself. And they said, well, maybe we can make that happen and do it again. Nice. Because so, you do have a sip left in each of your bottles of alcohol, and he wants to come I'll back. Re- and and I'll restock. I'll restock. Yes. And according to the interview, there's more to come, more sizes, more variety. Mm-hmm. So he wants to blow this up. Okay. He's into it. He's into it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got lots of calls from people that, oh, I want to bring my kids, and can we bring memorabilia and things. And the, the rules were it's no memorabilia, no children. He is in the cigar business now. Yeah. You know, before it was bringing kids to the baseball game and all the stuff, but he's in the tobacco business. We, as to people in the tobacco business, do not want to ever Absolutely. be so said with that we're marketing to children. So that's a big, big thing, and it's not no negative. I know your kids into it and stuff, but he doesn't want to look like he's marketing the children. We certainly don't want to look like we're marketing the children. So there's no children. You just can't. You can't do it. Absolutely. So th- that was it, and I know there was lots of. Uh, Bad feedback to us. We're just, you know, the guys in the middle. and Yeah, and it's unwarranted. I mean, at the end of the day, you guys weren't here, but it was an adult event. I mean, there was adult beverages, there's a cigar smoking, it was a smoking environment, but yeah. it's a cigar event. It's not a sporting event, it's not a, a signing yeah. event, it's a cigar event. Yeah. And supposedly he's into it now, huh? Big time. A little bit when he was a baseball yeah. player, but now he... He said he regrets that it took him so long yeah. to get into I heard it. that. I heard that. Yep. That was a good interview. So you can look, listen to last week's show and you hear the interview if you haven't heard it before. Yep. Uh, great job, guys. Yep. Great Thanks. job. Very good. There's a couple of Big Poppy autograph boxes left. You can also hear that interview on the Big Poppy yeah. page on twoguyscigars.com. They probably won't last the weekend, right. so last chance. Yeah, so we autograph them, and it's the same price. You know, people were saying, uh, do you charge an extra $100 for the autograph box? Same exact price, whatever he ended up doing. Uh, we have them, last chance, this is it. Um, but I did look to see, is anybody selling them? And, oh, like on uh, eBay or yeah, something? Yeah, when I got you... back, and, I, and it wasn't eBay, it was Craigslist, because it's a tobacco product, and eBay doesn't let you put the tobacco products. So on Craigslist, I saw it for the $200 box for 400 Yeah. 
autographed from somebody in this area. So they came to our event, yep. bought it for 200 sold it for 400 Why not? Well, tried so, to sell I mean, it for 400 I mean, you'd be crazy to buy it for 400 when you can buy it for the 200 Yeah. So Until you can't. Until you can't. Until you can't. Which will be... This weekend. This weekend. Yeah, it's going to be. So get it if you want it, twoguyscigars.com if you want it. Uh, if you don't, that's okay. One maybe, thing maybe we'll I did enjoy about your interview, Barron's, is the banter between you and Willie. It's like you guys uh, have been brother and sister for your entire lives. And Which you one's just went sister? back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to the imagination. Yeah, Willie's one of the first people I met down in Miami. He's much more talkative in Miami than he was on the show, though. You know, the people feel like, oh, I'm, now I'm on the air. People are listening. There's people there, and you, and you go into until uh, you loosen up. After Could have just shown him the Matrix time. and showed him no one's listening. <laughs> right, right. But he was tough. He was definitely tough. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, March Madness sale, this is something we've been doing for years. Uh, just a thank you to our customers to come into the store, and we put everything on sale for the day. All the different reps come in. We had Mr. John Carney come up. Uh, thank you, John, if, uh, if you're listening, uh, for coming up along with everybody that helped us because we could use all hand on, on Absolutely. deck. Absolutely. Uh, we even put a little thing on Facebook um, of when we opened the door and we ran it for an hour of the people coming in, and you'll see, you know, almost like the um, running of the, running of the rides, yeah. you know, craziness of the amount of people. And we're talking hundreds of thousands of cigars that, that went in, in a day and uh, – we broke records once again, so thank you all for, for doing that. And uh, it, the idea of it is always that it's the beginning of the cigar smoking season. It's a long winter, and, you know, spring is right around the corner, so let's say spring is here. Uh, temperature, it starts snowing out during the event, and the temperatures drop into the single digits. So not, n- spring is not here. Two years in a row it snowed on March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Last year, one of the major highways got shut down because of a multi-car accident. Yeah. So. Gotta pick a different weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we this this was supposed to be last weekend, right. but again, mm. Cuba wouldn't change there. Cuba uh, wouldn't change, and big big poppy wouldn't change. So it becomes uh, this week. I don't know what what do you do and uh, move it even further. I don't know. We just do it as it is. And, and, and so is it. the number one question asked of our March Madness? Is it in store only? And specifically, oh, sure. is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I work on the mailer side. So easily ten calls. Yeah. Because I had even friends on deals. me, my friends of mine, reaching out to me on Facebook. Yeah, can I do this? You know, is it online? No. Yeah, it's, it's kind of impossible because there's one of this, two of that. There's all kinds of things. Everybody running in and rushing, and they're rushing because there may only be one of this or whatever. And this year, there was a lot of that because there was a lot of cigar brands that people said, "What is this?" And I said, "You know, I don't even know." Because it was a cigar manufacturer who made boxes of cigars before the FDA mm. thing and put these things out there. And the cigars inside could have been their regular brand. And the cigars inside may or may not have bands on them. Yeah. But it's $29 for a box of cigars. I'm sure they're good. Yeah. You know, yeah, why a, are we even talking? It's $29. Right. Just, there. just do Take it. A the shot. worst cigar you ever smoked, put them in the bottom of the humidor and get your humidor above 50% filled so it works right. There you go. So what ends up happening is they, they buy and then they go home and they open some of these boxes and they smoke the cigar and they say, oh, my God. And the next thing you know, at 5 o'clock at night, they come back and say, you got right any back. more of these things? And I said, there's no more of them. And they said, I should have bought them all. 
there's no, you know, some of these things you don't know what they are or whatever. Then there's other things that it's just a size that didn't sell well of a brand, and we're getting rid of that size. Yeah. Or maybe even a whole brand. As the reps come in that morning, they look, and it's like the table of hell over here. Of, you know, am I on there? Is, is there cigars on there? And, oh, no. You know, and I say, ah, it just didn't make the cut or whatever. And, you know, we normally would be looking for your new brand. Let's replace it and get something new, then give something else a shot. But unfortunately, with FDA, a lot of these brands don't have a new shot. It's awful. So we look for new brands. So that's what that's all about. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for um, doing that and being part of um, the March Madness. That ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS stands for Versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And today's hypothetical battle is the chief from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Remember him? Yep. Yeah. Versus Lurch from the Adams Family. One-on-one in a basketball game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I believe I saw Lurch in one of the episodes of the Adams Family bouncing a ball. He tried to bounce it anyways, and it went through the floor. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember that. That's true. Because of his ridiculous strength and the number of holes that would be in the basketball court from him having to dribble, I've got to give it to the Chief by one point. The score would be zero to one in favor <laughs> yeah, of the Chief. Because the Chief only shot once, right? That's it. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling a draw. Like, I don't even know if either one zero scores a basket. Zero? Yeah, yeah, there's no score. <laughs> it's just an endless game without any points. Gary, have you seen either of these people before? Yes, I have, and I'm going to go with Lurch because the actor that played Lurch, Ted Cassidy, played basketball. Oh, really? Yes, Look at did. you. Look, Google. he's Googling. He's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> this I'm cheating on. Another <laughs> example of <laughs> cheating. But yeah, he was six foot nine, and he played uh, football and basketball. So therefore, I'm going with. But Larry. the wait, wait, actor wait. is not on trial here. <laughs> yeah. When's actors... his birthday, Barry? <laughs> yeah. uh, January 16th. So we missed <laughs> yeah, it. <of> course. <laughs> is he still with us? Uh, no, he died in uh, 1979. Really? Now the the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> Chief, maybe he played basketball too. I couldn't think of that actor's name, so. You yeah. could Google the chief, chief. from <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I also had to go different than you because, you know, I don't like yeah. to agree with Mr. Jonathan. Nobody does. Who do you got, Dave? Um, I got to go with Mr. Jonathan on this because the chief did score a basket, and Lurch I don't think he ever did. I think he the, the ball blows up when he yeah. hits the ground, and then I think once he threw the ball and it went right through the backboard. I don't think he ever actually got a basket. Good point. You've got to go character here. You can't go person in real life. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to have an imaginary basketball game. One-on-one. Barry proves once again he has no imagination. Come on, Chief. It'd be a good good game, though. It'd be interesting to watch. I I don't know about that. So we got two for the Chief. I'm sticking with the draw, we man. We have a draw. <laughs> a draw, and you're going and with Barry Lurch. Cheating. I think so. We have a winner. Lurch. We have a winner. We have a winner. We have a winner. Proud so, Barry. Chief. Chief on, That's ridiculous. It is. The whole thing is ridiculous. So let's have our early thoughts on the Rough Rider. This the, is a cigar that I would say is perfect for somebody new that's coming to cigar smoking that says, I never smoked a cigar before. I mean, never smoked a cigar before. Give him a little sweetness. Let him say, oh, this is interesting. We drank an awful lot. And by an awful lot, I mean 
an awful lot of one-ounce cups of Cuban coffee. Yep. Mm. Because we kept saying to the lady, where's the rest of the coffee? And yeah. she doesn't speak English. Right. So she kept bringing so us talk one louder shot. and slower. I tried as best I and could. And it doesn't work at all. To get her to understand. To say mas. So this, co- this would go great with an unsweetened cafe con leche. They call it a little bit of cream in the coffee. Because it has Mr. the Jonathan sweetness. Jonathan put cream in his coffee. When well, he because there. that's what everybody did. They heated it up, and the lady went through all the trouble, and I'm like, stop putting the cream. She yeah. kept doing it, and I don't speak any English. any Sp- I don't speak English either. I don't speak any Spanish, so whatever she put on the table, I felt like it would be rude if I didn't do it. When in Rome. So I just yeah, did he, it. And he was trying to and I, break I, through the I had, uh, mold. That I had very few visits to the ambassador, as we <laughs> called it, on the trip. <laughs> And uh, so I was hoping to stir some things up because I'm, I'm a little lactose intolerant. I was, I was practically pouring the cream down my throat <laughs> yeah. to try to just get something to happen. But anyways, this would go the good. The opposite of what you think would happen in a country like that. You get the runs or something. And I started brushing my teeth with the water. I'm like just swallowing a little bit. Four of it, days. Hoping I haven't get. gone it's, in four days. Wow. It was bad. Yeah. But anyways, this would go great with a, a unsweetened creamed coffee because it does have the sweetness it would round the whole package out and what size is this this is like a lonsdale uh i'm gonna assume i'm gonna assume it's uh the lonsdale okay he's assuming you know i know everybody your job is to know everything well i know everybody got a lot of people got different sizes in the oh all right so i usually don't keep which specific size so people don't feel left out okay so my my thoughts on this is It's a little misleading. Like, you look at the band, which kind of looks, you know, it's got the skull with wings coming off of it. It looks yeah. kind of aggressive. Motorcycle. Yeah. Kind right? of, this is going to be one of those. Tough guy. Yeah, like a tough cigar. It's yeah. actually nice. It's Very mild, mild yep. smooth, yep. It's creamy, and got sweetness to it. So Absolutely. Yep. It's a coffee, extra cream, extra sugar, right? There you go. Extra, it's actually, extra. It's actually the skull from uh, Dia de Muelos or something like that, but it's the Day of the Dead skull. Okay, that's the skull that's utilized on this uh, on this band. Now this is an old old brand, by the way. You know, when he bought the company, it came with a whole bunch of brands. He ended up buying Indian Head cigars, uh, Hochi Blanco, uh, of the man that was ready to retire many many years, and um, this was one of the brands on it. And I had never tried it before, and now he kind of getting distribution to it. And um, to me, it looks like the one that goes up against Bacharach, I would say. Sure. Um, or the Nat Sherman Ho series, uh, similar to both, but priced much, much lower than, than both of them. Listen, for the amount of money that you'd spend on this, it's great. I, I wish it didn't have the sweet tip because that's not my thing, but it's not super syrupy sweet. It's not intolerable. I think it's cigar just, stores need something like this for somebody that comes in. It's a good transition say, yeah. from a say, favorite cigar guy to a regular cigar. Or from somebody who never, you know, a guy comes in that smokes cigars and his, his buddy's with him and I never had a cigar before. You, you know, as a retailer, I want the guy to end up liking cigars. Of course. So yeah. you, you, we know never to bring the guy onto a fuller body cigar, give him something easy and light and we'll build him onto it. So some people bring a customer like that to a flavored cigar. I hate to do that because I personally don't care for flavored cigars. Well, and that's not a good representation of what cigars oh, yes. is. This is a good representation of what a real cigar is, and it just has that little entry-level sweet tip on it. What I like about this versus the Baccarat is the, the sweetness dissipates quicker. But even when the sweetness is there, the tobacco still shines through. Mm-hmm. So you can get, you know, if you've never had a real cigar, for lack yeah. of a better term, the tobacco shines through. 
And with Jonathan thinking it pairs well with Cafe Con Leche, I think it would pair really well with just a regular Cuban coffee. You know, with the with all the sugars. With the sugar, it, too. Yeah. Interesting. They they have the sugars, too, but unlike when you go to the Dominican or something, they already have it pre-mixed. There's no sugar in your coffee. You get it, and then they have sugar on the side if you end up wanting to. Pours out like maple syrup, Chuck. How's the coffee itself? Is it different than a... It's, Jonathan's we're not a fan used to, it's over-roasted. We're used to a different kind of coffee here. So we tried two different kinds of coffees. We, and I'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but when we went to the Cohiba factory, mm. they have coffee there that they grow on site and they roast there. That was the best coffee I had in Cuba. The rest of the coffee pretty much tasted the same. It was a little over-roasted, not bad. You know, little cream, little sugar, and it was fine. Mm. It's not what, obviously, it's not what I'm used to. I'm paying $22 a pound for my stuff, but... It, you know, it was it was decent, but yeah. it was a small amount. Very it wasn't small. enough that we had a in the morning. We had to have the lady make pot after pot after <laughs> she pot. She thought we were out of our minds <laughs> in that respect. You know, it's like ridiculous. I'm with you. Yeah. And I accidentally poured a cup, my first cup I poured, and then somebody went to get it, and a couple of drips come out, and I, I drank the pot. Well, that was the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, oh, jeez. You know, I'm sorry. And, oh, no, we'll get it to make Typical some Typical American. Yeah. 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 He drank the whole pot of coffee. <laughs> They're in there it talking a, about it. It wasn't even a big cup. Garofalo. Yeah. Drinks the coffee. Drinks the coffee. <laughs> okay. We're going to uh, take a break. When we come back, Mr. Jonathan and I just got back from Cuba. We're going to tell you how it is and uh, what's new and what the buzz was all about. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. 
a natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy. The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple. Exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Authority. How cool is that, though? Huh? Big Poppy? We, we should change our name. There we go. To We're the back live from the floor in the kind of cigar studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority. Just back from Cuba, from the Habanos Festival. We're going to give you the scoop and light up something uh, very international yes, on the is. next hour. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, we are smoking the Rough Rider. This is uh, something from Indian Head Sales. It's got a little sweet cap that has mellowed out. Still, it, there is still a little bit wicking through, but uh, like I said, it's not unpleasant. I think it's building up a little in strength, which is actually maybe a good thing for a new cigar smoker, too, that start them off sweet, then a little light flavors come Mm -hmm. in, then as it goes on, it builds up a little bit, and learn, you know, 
you don't want which part of the cigar did you like best? Yeah, it starts building up. Okay, yep. let's move because I would say it was a very light cigar at the very beginning, and maybe it's getting close to a medium body cigar. That's yeah, point. I, almost I concur. Definitely yeah. concur. Yeah. So interesting. Not all that, <clears throat> all that mild. So trip to Cuba. Um, Jonathan's going to tell us uh, about it. I'll be interrupting as it's going on. But um, on Monday, you wrote up. Uh, yep, came back. Uh, it took a couple of days to write it because there was so much information. So yeah. much. So you're going to get an in-depth um, You'll get story. You want to read the whole thing. Yeah, it'll uh, be there, but you're going to get the um, abridged version. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, I think there's way too much debate over whether or not Cuban cigars are the best cigars on the global market. And this essay that I wrote is not attempting to sway somebody in one way or another because – there's more BS in the cigar industry than almost any other industry, in my opinion. <laughs> there we go. There's a lot of BS on the show. There we go. Hey, no. I don't think anyone can argue that a $6 cigar that they paid $80 for is better than a $30 cigar someone else paid 6 for. In the end, if you're bragging about what you are smoking, you're missing the entire point of cigar smoking. You must make up your mind based on the value you believe you're getting, not the status you think that you are buying, is how I open the, the essay. And really, the trip was about more along the lines of how to go to Cuba, how to behave, certain things I found out actually after I wrote it, blowing your nose in Cuba. Very insulting. Really? And as you know, I got sick at the end. Right. And I'm blowing my nose in the airport, and that's why everyone was looking at me the way they were looking well, at me. because your germs maybe can get away from him. You don't know what it, they're saying because we didn't understand a word of it. Uh, and you made the claim while you were there, I am going to learn Spanish. I'm, I'm starting already. And, I get the, uh, yeah. the app on my phone. And also, I don't think you were crazy about going in the first place. I was not. And now you're very happy you went through it. I would go again. There we go. Sure. So, huh? Th- I there's would go a again. Big recommendation right off the bat. So go ahead. Tell us about it. So in order to get prepared for Cuba, there's two ways to go. You can apply now for a travel visa with the Department of the Treasury. It's 80 bucks. We had visas. And then we also, on the forms going in, we filled out one of the 12 exemptions because... I, for one, didn't realize that there was a difference between the two. But in researching it for the article, there's a difference. So you can get the travel visa or you can go under one of the 12 exemptions. You can read about those uh, on the article that will go up on Monday. We went for journalistic activity because we jokingly call ourselves journalists. <laughs> We're journalists. How do you and like that? Well, you're so, broadcasting but they don't to understand an English. They have no idea the kind of crap we're throwing out here. So. Media? Uh, yeah. U.S. <laughs> yeah. U.S. credit and debit cards do not work in Cuba at all. You absolutely have to bring cash. Ah. You cash is not only king, it's mandatory. You can't travel into the country with anything over $5,000 without declaring it. And if you declare that you have $5,000, you're basically going to have to have a security yeah. detail yeah. on you because there's, there's got to be a reason why you're traveling with that much. It's not that expensive. Very to hard to spend days. money. Very difficult. Yeah. Um, The government charges you a 20% VIG on the way in to exchange the money, which is a little crazy because everybody takes American cash. But they do the VIG thing. They they assess the VIG, but you don't have to worry about changing things back. Sometimes you'll get change in the Cuban kooks or whatever. You just tip the taxi driver. What's VIG? Is that like a VAC? No, that's a... They're taking points on it. It's 20 points. Oh, it's exchange rate. Yeah, so say you get a a bill for dinner. (laughs) It's the VIG. Come on, Chuck. Yeah. If you, on. Get a, if you get a bill for $30 yeah. for dinner yeah. and you gave them a $100 bill, you're paying, you're getting $50 back in their money. Okay. So they took 20 more. Also, if you try to return the money and you give them $100 worth of their money, they're going to give you 80 
U.S. So okay. you save yourself 20% by just traveling with enough cash to do the trip. So gotcha. you've got to figure out what it's going to cost you to stay there and then bring yourself an extra 500 bucks in small bills, uh, tens, fives, and ones, because then you can make your own change and you don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. Just yeah. tell them to keep the coins. When you pay for the hotel, you can't, if they don't take credit cards, nope. you pay when you get cash. there in cash. Pay cash. Wow. Yeah. Up front. There is no such Hotels, thing. big money now. So the first year I went, $60 for a hotel room. If you call it that. <laughs> if, it's a motel if, room in a very expensive-looking building. The second year was 300 and this year was 400 And you can't even get a room at 400 Wow. So we ended up staying at a house. So we got a four-bedroom, four-bath, living room, dining room, kitchen. Great. Uh, including... The old ladies in there we cooking for us maids. and cleaning for I us. I needed shirts ironed and whatever, and it was a quarter to iron the shirt, and it was 50 cents if they had to wash it. So instead of me putting on my two guys' smoke shop shirts, I decided, you know what? At that price, I'm wearing white-collared shirts all the time. Yeah. So I paid the lady $4, and I basically paid her rent Isn't for that the next six months. Wow. Yeah. And, and very nice. They're very appreciative. They're, awesome. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I, I got talking with them, and they have, they're building a fifth room onto that apartment. So it'll be able to do five rooms, five bathrooms. And the person above them in the apartment building is doing the same exact thing. So within a month, we're going to have the availability to actually go with 10 people and have it all set up. Great. And we're going to end up doing a tour. So you'll end up hearing about it as we uh, get it together. So we can hear, handle 10 people, plus a driver, plus um, a bilingual uh, person to basically... And translator. The, yeah. whole, the whole thing about my article here is you could certainly go on your own. But it's much more expensive to go if you're not with that group. because And there's, there's other groups that do it. They will take care of your housing, and they'll take care of some of your meals. The meals are the least of your worries because you can eat in Cuba very cheap at close to three-star restaurants mm. here. Mm. The food's outstanding. Mm. It's great. Yeah. Um, I, I recommend you don't go it alone. I, I've never gone like David did by himself. It sounded expensive. Going with the group was the way to go. We had the lady cooking us breakfast, and then we were on our own for dinner and, uh, and lunch. You can smoke everywhere. Literally everywhere. The elevator. I saw that. Can you smoke in the elevator? Yes. Is it okay to smoke here? Of course. Wow. At the, at the, by the third time, the lady said she doesn't speak English well. You can smoke everywhere. <laughs> she learned that. Stop asking the same question that they ask. Uh, you want to make sure that you have your a lighter and that you have a cutter. Don't bring anything expensive. I recommend the Vertigo Cyclone because so far and back and forth from Cuba... I'm the only one. Uh, yeah. Someone got stopped with a soft flame lighter. Mine went right through in my shaving kit. Awesome. Uh, and, I mean, it's great. You bring multiple because to find butane is impossible. You also. cannot. And so this is the other thing. The whole Cuban culture is all about conservation. You do not expect to go to a public restroom and there to be even a toilet seat, let alone toilet pe- paper. So bring your own. I recommend baby wipes because you can use them for everything. If you ran out of water, which Good is advice. a possibility... You can bathe with them. Yeah. So Good I brought advice. a couple of packs of baby yeah. wipes, and other people were using them as they had to go because there's no toilet paper anywhere. In the house there is, but yeah. you want to be conservative. And when you're conserving butane, you forego toasting your cigar even. Put it in your mouth, light it, be done with it yeah. because the humidity is 90% anyways. You're not going to smoke 
even cigars that you bring yourself. You're not going to smoke the best cigars of your life there because of the, the humidity. humidity is too high. Yeah. It's too point. high. That's so cigars point. are wet. So I'll listen to it. And, wow. and buy yourself 10 or 15 of those $1.50 internet cards because if you get to a spot where there's internet, boom, you can hook right in, check Facebook, check your emails. Although I, I'll say by the second day, the itch had gone away, the, the heroin itch. Yeah, yeah. Being it's on like the a internet. drug. It was actually pretty good. And we just I'm got to chill out, and we all actually talked. Yeah. Wow. It was awesome. Communication. It was awesome. What's yeah. that like? Yeah, the, yeah it was pretty <laughs> it was good. good. Uh, another cool thing in the, it's very the, social. the house that we were at, they made use of every inch of space. So what used to be the front porch and what used to be the back porch gets enclosed by this white material that has sliding windows and the roof. Yeah. You a little crank and you can open up the roof so you can be just in the night air. Cool. Or close it, close the windows and turn the air conditioner on. Either way, if it went on some days it was too hot to be out outside, so we had the AC on and early in the morning it was cool with a nice breeze. Open everything up, you're smoking a cigar at six ten in the morning nice. or when David gets up at eight thirty, whatever. How about outlets? I, I didn't I didn't nap twice a day. No, oh. no, you didn't. Did you? I didn't. Yes, he did. I only napped one time on the whole trip, and he took eight pictures <laughs> yeah. of me from different angles. Yeah, sure, with different clothes on. He changed his clothes. I woke up, and I'm yes. like, this is not what I was wearing when I went to yeah, sleep. Right. And yeah. why are my pants unbuttoned? It's not the first time that's happened for you. <laughs> what about the outlets over there? Is it like the European outlets? 110. Or? 110. Don't expect to charge your phone at the airport. There are no outlets yeah. in the airport, but in the house... Regular outlets Regular. you could plug in, no problem. <laughs> I brought extra battery packs in case I needed to charge anything. Never used them. Yeah. The house was the way to go. Absolutely. I've done the hotel thing twice uh, in different parts of the island. So I've stayed at four hotels before in one house. The house thing was the way to go. The okay. Especially if you with, we, we took over the whole house. Nice house? Yeah, you know, apartment building. Okay. Yep. Now, the right-of-way in Cuba, the right-of-way goes to whichever vehicle... In the in the scenario, true story, can cause the most damage on impact. <laughs> <laughs> true story. So pedestrians get zero points. Bottom yep. of the totem pole. Yep. yep. Do not bicycles, think you're going to walk out there and they're going to stop. Bicycles zero points. Yeah. When you're at a motorcycle, you're only at about a half a point because you could possibly puncture someone's tire with the peg if they once they roll over you. If you're going to cross the street in Cuba, give yourself three to four times the wow. room. Because they're not going to slow down. You no. don't exist. And, and I, I asked some people about it and through a translator and some people that spoke English. And they said the mindset is you must be more important if you have a vehicle. Hmm. So that person is obviously going to are. a very important job. You know how much whatever. an old vehicle is? Like people think, oh, I'm going to go down there and for $100 I'm going to buy their old vehicles and stuff. Maybe $100,000 to buy a real piece of crap. It is the whole world to them. No kidding. It's oh. on, and it's, and it's on its world. third It's a engine. business. An automobile is a business. So it would be like selling my store if I had a car. Wow. Because they can do so much with it. The two occupations to, to have in Cuba to really make money mm. is a taxi driver and a prostitute. Those are the two. Everything else, you, and, and even the taxi drivers, they're government employees. And uh, the couple of things about the plates, the... A private taxi, meaning that they are owned by... The government. Uh, private taxi is owned oh. by a person. So those are the 1950s cars. Some of them are 80s You can tell by Russian the license cars. plate. If it has the letter P, that's a private citizen. Mm. And if it has the taxi emblem in the, in the window, this is a legit taxi. They're paying their percentage to the government, but that's their car. They own it outright. Then the yellow cabs are owned by the government, and those have 
the letter D on the end. Also, they have a blue tag on the, the license plate. They all look the same except the ones with the blue tag on the edge. Those are the Cuban government-owned vehicles. Those guys pay a lot of money to the government to rent those cars, and plus they kick back a percentage to the government. Yeah, but those guys like are mostly a month. They're mostly bilingual. Mm. So you're going to pay a little bit more for the ride, yep. and you're going to get a guy that speaks English for the most part. We, there was only one time I think the guy spoke such little English we had to have yeah. someone translate. Our friend Vartan from uh, Ambassador's Fine Cigars out in Arizona. Arizona, we went with him. It was great. Uh, so the newer cars are Korean or Toyotas. Those are the yellow cabs. Everything else is an older car, 80s. Older, like, okay, 80s. 80s Russian vehicles. Uh, they had a big influx of those in the 80s and then, or lit, probably the 90s, and then the 1950s automobiles. I mean, you want to take a ride back in time. But they've updated them all. They've all they're all on the second or third diesel engine. Hmm. They took the gas engines out once they died, put diesel engines in because it's, it's cheaper to do that than buy a new car. And... They've got them all outlet, outleted with um, LED lights, even on the mirrors, blinking lights. I mean, you look at a 1950s car, it looks like you can go back to the future in it. Cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, politics. We all made a pact. We're not talking politics for the whole week, partially because we're not sure what we can get away with. And you know what? It was gonna, just going to be a week away from it. We get down and we sit down to dinner and someone yells across the table, hey, Americans. How about Donald Trump? And we inhaled so hard, the poor busboy was sucked out of the kitchen right in next to us. It was like, can we talk about this? And they're like, we don't blend. Yeah, we can talk about American politics. You you get out of a cab and they go, Americano. As soon as you get out, like, what the hell? So, of course, you know who over here can't contain himself. So, we're talking about politics, and then it ends up happening in a taxi cab. It ends up happening where we're waiting in line for something. They yeah, see you, and now they want to talk American politics. So I did some investigating, and as long as you're not, you can even you can talk about Cuban politics. As long as you're not bad mouthing anybody, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're okay. As long as what's you say all opi- good things. What's their opinion on uh, our politics on Trump? Uh, they it's sort of a mixed bag. Yeah, some people I, I think may have been converted after yeah, the conversation. I, I might have converted somebody. Yeah. It's, it's funny, Barack Obama. They think should be, there should be statues for Barack Obama. Because and, technically and that's when he I was could, the president. I couldn't hold he... back. That's when I couldn't hold back. <laughs> yeah, let's I'm talk like, about really? what he did for the cigars. Okay, let me get into that with you. Uh-huh. So Cuba's an island nation, and island nations typically are very conservative as far as their products, and that's stuff that you'll see. You'll see things reused over and over again. Like they have those, to have everything imported, right? Everything gets imported. Yeah. So uh, you want to be respectful of that and don't be a typical American. Don't waste paper products. Don't yeah. waste bottled water. Don't leave a little bit of water in the bottle. Um, don't be wasteful. I brushed my teeth with the water and I had no problems. We were in a house. I don't know if it's different in a hotel, but some filtration system going on because hmm. believe me, I went four days. I did. I no problem. Did. Yeah. <clears throat> There's no such thing as credit in Cuba. So expect to pay for your stay in advance. You pay up front. Uh, when they, they don't buy cars on credit, they don't have credit of any kind. You save up your pennies, you negotiate your price and you buy it outright. And now it's yours. And then you kick back 10% to the government when you're making money. Yeah. The people were happy. Yeah. They get it. We, we talked to one young cab driver. His parents moved to Arizona His or entire family, including his two kids, live in Arizona. Hmm. He lives in Cuba, and I couldn't help myself. I'm like, why the hell are you living here when you could go to the United States? And he said, I own my house. 
I own my house. He had his cab business, business that was going. He does says, I'm doing very good. I'm happy. My friends are here. He hey. sends money to his people in Arizona, hmm. not the other way around. Wow. Yeah. Very, he's a, listen, the, the, the people in Cuba are some of the hardest working people. I thought the people in Nicaragua were very hardworking, but it's taken to a new level when the, the way that we look at how government interacts with our life, it's completely different there. Hmm. Everybody is basically at the same level, and it's what we would consider poor. I don't think they view themselves as poor. I think they view, the, view themselves as happy, and they're content, and everybody's hustling. The lady that was playing the piano at the hotel, she finishes her regular job playing the piano, takes her five-minute break, and walks around selling her CDs. Yeah. You know, it, it's pretty cool. Everybody's kind of working an angle. Everybody's working a pitch. They're all willing to work. They're all willing to, to make their wage. Yep. A um, couple of little interesting history facts that I'll just glaze over. Uh, boxes of cigars in Cuba only became pop- popular when they started really getting involved in shipping cigars, and they were dealing with damaged. Uh, one of the first boxes to, cigars to ever be in a box was H. Upman, um, and H. Upman was the very first brand of cigars ever registered as a cigar brand. That was one of the fun facts. Yeah, we, uh, we sat through some seminars and teaching us things, and H. Upman was one of the first things. In most countries, like in Nicaragua, they work on a pair system. So one person is the banchero. They put the tobacco together and pass the binder, and someone else, I think they call it the torcedor, they put the, the wrapper on. In Cuba, one person does both jobs. So the number of cigars they make is cut in half. Instead of it being 300, they're down to 150, yeah. depending on the size. But now this person is completely accountable for their job. So if there are rejects kicked back, it's all on them. It's all on that one person, and now they know they have to stay late and and fix that cigar. You know what I saw this year that I didn't see before was draw testing machines. So there were people all lined up, and their job is to draw test (laughs) the bunch before the wrapper is applied, which, listen, they're they're improving. They're adding things, things things year after year after year. I see things that are different. Um, dehumidifiers, as I told you last year, the first time I ever saw that. We know that the moisture is too, too high there. What is this, they say to me? It's a, it's a humidifier. They say, no, that's a dehumidifier. Oh, the moisture is too high. Yeah. So it goes both ways. On the final day, we were able to do something that most people can't do. We were able to, through friends of friends, make connections to get a tour of the Cohiba factory. Um, they have 217 workers, 67% are women. The compound was built by a Holland family man that owned sugar plantations in Cuba. When he passed away, his daughters, he had two daughters, they gifted the property to the uh, government of Cuba who saw it as a gold mine to turn that into the Cohiba factory where they started making yeah, cigars. It's a mansion. It's beautiful. Air-conditioned. It's, you know, you'd, you'd want to have a fancy dinner there, uh, but, it's a, but it's a factory. Absolutely. Everybody, yeah. Everybody's in uniform. They all have a Cohiba shirt, a gold shirt with black accoutrements, the collar and the, the sleeve bands, yeah. black, very sharp-looking. Uh, all the other factories, everybody wore an apron here. Everything was crystal clear, clean, neat, oh organized to the nth degree. N- not a factory at all. Yeah, although they're showpiece. producing cigars, it's a showpiece. Showpiece, but they don't yeah. let people see it. Right. Oh, you didn't get to see like the production side? No, we got to see a couple of things. There were some floors that we weren't allowed on, which is fine. That, that The whole factory, they opened the factory just for us. So they pulled in a few rollers in one room to show us that, what they're doing. Uh, they because say that, the festival was going on and they were there. Right. So every cigar that says Cohiba that comes from Cuba gets made in that factory, according so, to the, the so, guide. So... 
some rooms we went into and they said, no photographs. And then some rooms they said, well, yes, of course. Okay, we can take here, not over there. You know, when they tell you you can't do it in this one, you want to. Yeah. I was tempted. I, didn't. I, I didn't. was tempted. I didn't want to be messing around. Right. When I saw, when we, when we filled the paperwork on the airplane, one of the things you have to declare when you're coming in the country, your pornography. Pornography was one of the things that was on there's there. There's five, like, there's five things, Chuck. with pornography. There's right? five things you have to declare. Your cash. Yeah. Your valuables. Yeah. Uh, if you have deeds to property in Cuba, yeah. you have to declare it. There was one thing I can't remember, and the last thing was pornography. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not declaring any of this. Delete. No, delete, no. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> Clear Midget, history. Gone. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Habanos Festival was every single one of the galas was better than the next one. Hmm. And I will say, I will go out on a limb and say, they've been doing this for 19 years, this big event at the end, 1,200 people. Everybody got fed at the same time. Yep. Wow. Everybody. You've got to see how they come out. Like soldiers, boom, there's a service from one end to the other. And Crazy. Two, two color uniforms. So one color uniform, those are the people that are dealing with the food. Yeah. Three, I'm sorry, there's three. There's the people dealing with the food. Then there's the people dealing with the tables as far as bottle service, pouring the wines and the liquors that go with Because each. everybody's got ten. And liquors. then the, the other ones are the cigars. Hmm. So it, would, it was like soldiers. Like he said, they come in, they serve you the for, first course, they exit, the next group comes in, serves you the cigar, they exit, the next group comes in, pours the wine, and now you're done the first course, the group comes in, clears your plate, the next group comes in, gives you another cigar. I mean, they gave, they gave out a lot of cigars. That was great. Um, the food was... Yeah, how was the cuisine? It was off the charts. Yeah? He wouldn't eat most of it because of what it was called. I tried tricking him and saying, <laughs> listen, you're going to be okay with the main course. It's chicken. It was duck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, I'm looking at this, and he's looking at the menu. There's some sort of trickery going on here. Nice. It was duck. I'm not eating it. Yeah. Uh, but it, I ate it. It was great. Every single thing. One meal. I only ate the dessert. Five really? courses. I ate the dessert. I ate the roll. The we, had, we, all, we all shared our rolls with them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, sent the butter over Fragua, to them. Fragua. Yeah, fancy, this, fancy stuff. You don't like duck. Snails, duck. Oh, yeah. Missing out. It, the, the, the cuisine was off the charts, but what I'll say, this final gala, it was like being at a five-star restaurant in the U.S., smoking cigars, and yeah. being at a rock concert. And I'm going to tell you, the only way you could get better than the entertainment that they had would be to be at something like a Michael Jackson concert in the front row being able to go up on stage with Mike is the only way I would say full orchestra. They had an orchestra. Along with two separate bands. Wow. One after the other after the other. And then the final, the final thing, the guy comes out with the violin and you know, he's wireless. And most of the time you see the guys with the violin. Uh, my friend Rhett Price is one of them. So he does the violin and he's got a backing track. This guy had a band backing him up. And then for the final finale, they bring everybody out. The orchestra is playing. The guy's playing the violin. Both bands are ripping. The girls are singing. It was yeah. unreal. Cool. And yeah. then you think the night's over, and then the real mayhem starts. They start auctioning off these one-of-a-kind humidors that represent the 1,200,000 total. Six humidors, 1,200,000. Euro, so it's $1.5 million. Yeah. Dollars. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. How, uh, I got to ask, because Jess, one of your employees, yes. went as well. Yeah. Um, She's scarred it? for life over the bathroom situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we have what we call the elevator incident. We will refer to it as the incident. The incident. Allow me to take this. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> so it's day four. 
uh, and we're getting ready to go to the final gala. It's day five. We're getting ready to go to the final gala. We're running late. We get in the elevator, and I feel a little rumbly in my tumbly. Okay. So Finally, after four days. I'm like, so guys, a- listen, this is happening. <laughs> I normally am the door guy for the elevator. Yeah. So I normally hold the door, and you think it's not that big a deal. This is an elevator in Cuba with no safety mechanisms. It's like 5 p.m. The thing is starting at 7. We've got to go home. We've got to change, shower, change, everything. So in order get to stop, into, into taxes and gowns. In order to stop the doors, yeah. you have to put your whole body in harm's way and block the doors from closing. Because there's multiple doors, right? Closing. Which, yeah. listen, at 200 pounds, not a big deal for me. So I would normally just do it. Someone else would open the oak door to get to the apartment, and I stand in the doorway. Because well, when you get out of the elevator, now there's a locked door on the other side, which is your door to the okay, apartment. Okay. So you hold the door and open. Fiddle in you- with the lock. So Vartan and I work it out. So he's got the lock. I've got the doorknob. I'm holding the doors open. <laughs> we get in, and he and I both have to go. So we're running down the hallway. Yeah. And I get to my room, and I hear, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, pinch that back. And I waddle back to the door. The door's closed. They had only, One door was closed. They had only held the inside door. Oh. The outside door just right closed. So now they're stuck inside the elevator with the, the thing closed. And by the way, there's only one way in that building. Imagine that. The elevator. No kidding. Yeah. You want to try to talk about a difficult task? Find an elevator repairman in Cuba. We're stuck in there. There's no air conditioning. It's got to be 90, maybe 95, humid. Claustrophobic. And yeah. me, me and her are stuck in the elevator. 20 minutes of me, I found a hammer and a crowbar. I'm banging on the door. No I'm trying way. to pry it open. Nothing's happening. And there's a girl in the apartment with us. And no she's, she doesn't speak English, but Vartan does. <laughs> yeah. So he's talking to her. She's yelling at me for banging on the door. I'm going to break it. I'm like, it's already broken. So it turns out behind one of the doors that we thought was a closet is a set of bars that has another lock that only one person has a key to. It's her dad, and he's across Havana. So he's hightailing it back here with the key while trying to find an elevator repairman who has this special key that opens up every elevator in Cuba, has this one little (laughs) hex nut on the top that you can't do with pliers, and he gets the thing on. After 45 minutes. I was going to ask, what's the oh, time? Yeah. And that they shut the elevator down three or four times. Okay, we're going to shut everything down. Lights out everything. Total, yeah, dark, total, total darkness. darkness. So on the first shutdown, Jess had announced to us that she had to use the bathroom beforehand. But she has her own bathroom in her room, so it was no big deal. Except she's in the elevator with she's me. She's in the elevator with Dave. So I hear her say, man, I wish I had gone when we were at the, ele- at the uh, hotel. And he goes, listen, if it gets to be that bad, I'll turn my back. I'll cover up the shiny part. I won't look. I promise I'll put my face in the corner and just go, man. Just go. She, I could hear the slap. She slaps him on the arm and says, I will never pee I'll in an elevator first. in Cuba. I will die first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that made it worth it. That made it worth it. Here's Jessica looking to make sure you don't, you don't embezz him. Wow. Yeah. So that's you, you, our – You don't have to in- – Add anything to the story. It's a story. You got rescued, itself. obviously. You got we out. 40, 45 minutes later, and, and we jumped out of that elevator. Oh. And oh, then yeah. you go from that to quick shower. She puts a gown on. I get all dressed up. And then we have to go down this um, staircase, which if you could they call, call it, it that. They call it the escalator, but it is a 
revolving staircase. What do you call that? Spiral Circular, staircase. Spiral staircase. Spiral, yeah. Made out of cement. Every step be, is a different size. It's got to be only two feet wide. So I don't know whether to go straight or sideways. Either way, I'm kind of round he's, to begin with anyway. He's claustrophobic, and he's afraid of heights. And the center of the staircase has no railing. You can oh see all the way down all five no floors. No railing. It was bad. He is oh. s his pants the entire way down, swearing and, and like a hot, truck driver. And I'm in a suit and tie, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. I'm going to quote. Yeah. I'm going to quote David Garofalo at the bottom. Don't say all the words. F, F this tie. <laughs> yeah. Off it goes. Yeah. In the trash, and then no tie for the rest of the time. Yeah. So, Laura, you're going to have to buy him a new bow tie. Cause... Well, guys, last week we we hit the break a little short. We're running a little long. Okay. Here, go so. ahead. Go ahead. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, there'll be a little more of that. We're going to light up a cigar from the festival, and. Uh, uh, We'll see what happens after that. Uh, Incidentally, the smoothest, nicest Cuban cigar I ever had. We're going to light it up in just a little while. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you happen to be smoking your sweet-tipped Rough Rider, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Rafael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar to perfection. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast. Or, get this, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. 
Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected. One I never saw before. Something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift. A gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's the closes only. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. Oh, to magic camp? I'm an accomplished ventriloquist? Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. It's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. Originally, just for the French market, this Cuban cigar is now international, except for America, of course. We're going to light it up as, as I get ready for the TAA, the Tobacconist Association of America. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. But before we do that, we have brought back from Cuba some packaged snacks. Can I do my thing? Go ahead. All right. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only cigar show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. So we brought some package stuff uh, from the store that was over there. And Did you have to declare it? I ain't eating that. 
This is, he's not eating that. Not eating that Yo- at all. Yogurt frutalala. Whatever. I'm pretty sure it starts with yogurt, and I'm out. Well, it's called Gretel. He was more about Hansel. Okay. That's a Gretel. And this one here is that rock. Eat. That looks like an Oreo cookie with coffee in the middle. Buy cappuccino. I'm all about that. Buy, because you're all about that. And <laughs> this, this was interesting to me. This is, this is donuts, and it's orange bitter donuts. That's what doesn't, I want to try. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's good. But orange bitter donuts. That's the one you go for? You don't go yeah. for the coffee Oreo? I'm, I'm a big donut guy. You never know looking at me, but it's true. <clears throat> but orange bitter donuts? All right. When this sounds is gross, like a, we're going for the uh, cappuccino So Oreos. we got a bunch of them here. If you call that a donut. <laughs> that's like an donut. aspirin. Yeah, that's <laughs> not even. That's a, a freaking aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> it's, more like, it's more like one of those, uh, what is it, it, it go, jelly it's rings? The, it's, for those listening, it's the size it, of, a, of a Girl Scout Thin Mint Grab that, pass that out sure. to our audience. It, is, it goes perfect with their cup of coffee, coffee and donuts, <laughs> yeah. and you get this little thing that's the size of a ring. You dunk this thing in, and uh, you could lose it. No, oh, this is no donut. It's 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 a cookie, right? I want to I want to call foul because on the outside of the box, it looks like it's filled with orange cake. Yeah, it's filled with a cookie. Yeah, it's delicious. It's good. False advertising. It's great. I'll take it. Yeah, it's not a donut. Not a donut. To them, it's a donut. No. Nowhere with it. It's cookie. Yeah. It's like a fudge stripe cookie, yep. but instead of the stripes, it's fully covered. Five stars. Yeah, oh, we're just going for it. But there yeah. is some orange taste on the finish. Yeah, there is. It's a bitter orange taste. Not really. I was just repeating that. So this one is the, um, what is this? The This is the Frappuccino Cappuccino. The frack. All right. Just, just Pretty take, good, right? Yeah. Hang on. You're doing it wrong. You've got to open it up. And this is like it. a, the frack is like a chocolate Vienna, Nilla uh, coffee, you know. Yeah, Vienna wafer? Yes. Um, that thing. Almost an Oreo. Almost an Oreo, right? Mm. Well, I like the other one better. I'm not eating that one. Why? Because it looks... Because it says yogurt on it. It doesn't say yogurt. It says something that looks like the word yogurt. Not a chance. No way? No way. That looks like a creme brulee cookie. Yeah, it's probably the best one of all. Good. Team player, come on, bud. Do it with them so they can see what it is for our audience. <coughs> yeah, this is the worst one. Yeah, I could tell by looking at it's it. It's almost like a strawberry baby aspirin. Cream-flavored yogurt. <clears throat> a strawberry baby aspirin. Yeah, you know the orange baby aspirin? Strawberry. You, you should write copy for their commercials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they do, pa- they do packaged snacks. They'll be okay in a, in a bind when all you get served is frog guar and duck. And- yeah, and, and that's the other thing is you, if you're at all picky about food like you-know-who over here, yeah. you, should, you should bring yourself some power bars for when you get in a bind because you, it's not like you can just <clears throat> go to the corner store and pick up a bag of chips. No we, chips. We ran out of bottled water, and it was two days before we had bottled water because the lady had to wait for water day. Really? Yeah. yeah. Bottled water. Bottled water. High demand. Well, we just, they didn't, they didn't anticipate that Americans drank that much water, probably because everyone who's ever visited them has been all about the rum and they just get loaded all the time. But we tried to stay hydrated. Yeah, of course. It was hot. It was very warm. 
Okay, I'm going to pass this three-pack down. Let them pick first because yeah, you had ahead. them all. I did. You'll pick whatever size you want. That's Quay d'Orsay, which comes Jack, now. I'm going to be debonair and let you go first. What um, Quay d'Orsay was a brand for France um, that had uh, multiple sizes only for France. Now they redid it, repackaged the brand, and it comes in three sizes. Those are the three sizes. I grab one separately um, so they can pick their three. Uh, do you know anything about it? Do you have any information, Barry, on Yes, it? I do. Okay. The Caille d'Orsay comes from Cuba Tobacco, and it was originally created in 1973 for France with the French cigar smoker in mind. The cigar's name is allegedly named for a famous street in France, which is also the home of the French Foreign Ministry. The cigar got a makeover at the Habanos Festival, where it was showcased. It's now available in four sizes, with the two new sizes that were introduced for the first time. Um, it's rumored that the cigar was rolled days before it was handed out. Really? So it could be a little young. And on the band of the cigar, it denotes the size. Yep. Okay, so Q-U-A-I, I was told, is K. That's how they pronounced K-Dorsay. it at the Habanos uh-huh. Festival. It's K-Dorsay. K-Dorsay. They said it many, many times, and we were all arguing at the table what's the right pronunciation. And as they were saying it and explaining, you know, this is the big launch, international launch of the brand, K-Dorsay. So I watched numerous YouTube videos yesterday afternoon trying to learn how to say it. Yeah. And I butchered it because yeah. it is K and they say it's Kai. Yeah. I, I, we, listen, we said it all kinds of different ways. Q-U-Quay, right? Mm-hmm. But K, K. say. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So, uh, it seems dry. Now, I'm going to tell you, I got the cigars. I told you everything seemed a little over-humidified, and that's because of the humidity there in Cuba. I did not put them in the humidor. I left them on my desk, and uh, so they dried out a bit. Which is probably a good thing if they were young. Yeah, we think drying them out would help get rid of yeah. some of the ammonia. So w- when you do have a cigar too spongy and soft and it's a humidity problem, you leave it out for a couple of days and it improves. Dry box. Yeah, yes. dry box they call yeah. it. So we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Intimidator. It retails for twenty four ninety nine. It features four jets, a color-changing flame so you don't lose the flame in the sun, and the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Once again, it's the Vertigo Intimidator. And it's twenty four ninety nine. Value. Yeah. So you know what I don't know about this cigar is how much does it sell for? That I was unable to find. Yeah. So it's not for sale yet, I think. No, it was introduced for the first time at the at the show. And correct? Did you say this was your favorite Cuban cigar that you had over it there? It is. Yep. And to to one man that that. Um, uh, really knows his Cuban cigars and spent $375,000 on a box of 50. He handed me his because he said, this is the worst Cuban cigar. Wow. And he likes a more full-bodied, apparently, or whatever it is. But this was, I would say, of Cuban cigars, it's one of the lightest they, in flavor. They, from what I was able to determine online, and it's online, so I don't know how true it is, but the original K-Dorsey, K-Dorsey, whatever you want to say, tomato, K-Dorsey tomato. K-Dorsey is what I want to say. Um, it used to have a much lighter wrapper. And it feels the re-release has a little bit of a darker wrapper. Okay. Now, they did give us one of the old ones. Mm-hmm. 
this was during the yep. seminar or, or the Correct. dinner, and said, okay, here's the, the original end one. End of the dinner. End of the dinner they did. Uh, <laughs> a very aged, uh, old band of what it is, um, and was fabulous, by the way, because it was a very aged one to begin with. It was fabulous. And we had had already the regular ones. All in all, I like it. This is uh, up my uh, wheelhouse. Um, I don't know. I, I like what it tastes like. You're saying it's young. Well, it burned properly all the way through. It looks like the construction's good. I was impressed by it. And I was just amazed that the, the man that spent all the money on the, the Cohiba and everything disliked it so much to give it to me. I, I honestly think that his issue was, and my Spanish and certainly my Italian is terrible, but it seemed, and through some loose translations of some stuff I overheard, it seemed like he's from Italy, and he's got an issue with the French having their own... Well, they don't uh, have it anymore. But now it's been released to everybody, yeah. and he's just mad that the France country yeah, had their own, the French cigar or whatever. he doesn't want it. Uh, what size did you have over there? Every one. Every one of them. Yeah. Yeah, we smoked it. An inordinate amount of cigars. So when David came back from his first trip and said he smoked 50 cigars, understatement. Yeah. We got up in the morning. I, I was up at 6. I'm an early riser. He probably rolled in legitimately at 6.20. And we lit cigars up first thing in the morning. And we had cigars going all day, wow. every day, because you could go everywhere with cigars. They only at the, at the hotel that was hosting the event with the trade show. You couldn't smoke in the boutique shops that were selling clothes. They had closed doors. Okay. But everywhere else, in the bathroom, in the hallway, next to no smoking signs. It's like stepping back in time. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone got yelled at for putting their feet up on the end table in the lobby while they were smoking a cigar under the no smoking sign. Nothing was said about the cigar whatsoever. Just can you not have your feet, you stupid American, on the end table? It's rude. But you can smoke. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, so, Barry, what's up in the cigar world? It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. This week it was announced that Jay Fuego will hand over distribution and sales to Cypress Group Miami, a new company formed by Berta Bravo, a.k.a. the Guaybera Lady, and her son Joseph, who was the former national sales director for J. Fuego. Each week we've been reporting states that are looking to raise the tobacco age to 21. This week we report the country of Singapore has raised the age to 21. Three lawmakers in Connecticut have written the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, and the U.S. Federal Trade Commission to prevent labeling foreign-grown and out-of-state grown Connecticut shade tobacco as Connecticut. The lawmakers cite that the FTC has the authority under 15 U.S. Code subsection 45 to prevent unfair or deceptive acts or practices affecting commerce. Interesting. In addition, the lawmakers also cite section 903 of the Tobacco Control Act, which states tobacco product cannot be misbranded if its advertising is false or misleading. All right. So you got some of Massachusetts that grows Connecticut shade and some Pennsylvania that grows supposed Connecticut shade. And Ecuador. In Ecuador. 
but they're saying states. They're going to not allow Ecuador to do that also? That is, that is correct. It will not allow anybody wow. to call it Connecticut if it's not grown in Connecticut. But you can call it Connecticut seed <clears throat> if it's a seed strain from right. the Connecticut River That's Valley. where the issue is I think they're going to have because a lot of people still refer to it as, you know, Habano seed, even though it's grown in Nicaragua. Yeah. But they want the word Connecticut to no longer be utilized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much like champagne. You know, you can't call bubbly wines. Yep. And champagne, unless it's grown in the Champagne region, grapes from the Champagne region, now they're going to do the same in Connecticut. And lastly, this week, President Trump named former FDA official Scott Gottlieb as his choice to head the FDA. In 2012, in an op-ed, Gottlieb wrote that the FDA was overstepping the intent of the 2009 law, which was not meant to regulate cigars. Uh, Gottlieb will face a a tough road for Senate confirmation as he's received over $500,000 for consulting from pharmaceutical companies. But if he is confirmed, this is a chance that the cigars will no longer be regulated, as he has said in the past, that they were not meant to be part of that 2009 Huge. Okay. And that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is what's up. So we're smoking the Que Dorce Habano. This is a new cigar coming out internationally. Um, and um, the O in the uh, Dorce is painted gold by itself, much like the Cohiba of the Dominican version, the uh, painted red that they put separate. Uh, so as, as I smoke it, and I said when I was down there, if I had to pick another Cuban cigar to say what this most like is, I would say the Bihique. Interesting. There's some similarities, a little lighter, but similarities to a Bahique. Yeah. I'm saying this because we don't know the price of what it is, but maybe the poor man's Bahique type of flavor, uh, if it ends up being a low-priced cigar. Um, okay, so I have the offer of the day, Chuck. It is time for the Don Raphael offer of the day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And today I'm going to give you an option to choose one of the two, and I'll offer you $200 if you do either one. You're going down in the numbers, man. Yep. What do you got? Because this is an easy one. Okay. French Kiss, a tranny. <laughs> or French Kiss, a granny. <laughs> How hard Josh is this tranny? <laughs> How hard <laughs> wow. does that matter? Okay, hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> I can pick the tranny? No, we would pick it. We would pick both of them for you. It's going to be a, a legitimate tranny. That it's obvious. Well, it could because you could have a girl that's dressed like a guy, but it's still a girl. Yeah, it'll be, it won't be that. <laughs> it won't be that. Okay. Two hundred dollars, and the granny's going to be a granny. No teeth. And is well, she sometimes she is she teeth, single. Sometimes she doesn't. Depends. Because uh, technically, you could have a granny who had her first child when she was, say, eighteen or twenty, yeah, and that kid, you know, won't be. won't be that either. Yeah. It won't be that either. <laughs> yeah. All right. I would it's say, not going to be a forty-year-old I would, granny. I would say think of Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies, <laughs> and think of. Are a you tran- talking like Sophia from Golden Girls? Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, man. If you're, if you're talking Betty White from the Golden Girls, I'm all in. But Betty White's like 100 years old now. She's still she? hot, and yeah. I would still do her. Uh, no, I'm out. I'm out on both. On both. I'm out on both. What if you had to do one? You had to do one or the other. I would like Betty White to be on the table because she's on my bucket it is list. A, it is a, it is <laughs> but if it's Sophia. Tranny or Granny? I think I would have to go Granny. I know you guys want me to say Tranny, but I think I have to go Granny but if ne- I had to pick one. Neither? But I'm doing neither. Barry, you're in, you've done both, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> granny, definitely Granny. You would do Granny. Yeah, especially if it was like Golding Horn or something. But it's not. It's going to be. So he's picking someone. Yeah. So it's like if, it, if it was my mother-in-law, no, thank you. <laughs> Give me the tranny. It's, it's Irene Ryan from Beverly Hillbillies. It's Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. Granny. Yeah. <laughs> granny, would you do it? 200? Yes. You would? I would. Wow. I think the offer If I had to. I mean, yeah. if I could opt out, you I would opt, opt out. out. I would opt out. But if I had to choose, okay. if you if had, had to choose one, yeah. I would choose the Granny. But for 200 you wouldn't do it? No. No. I think that's going to be the offer, though. Otherwise, I, I mean, we're all going to back out. Everyone's going to say no, I think, right? We're all in unison there? 200 a quick 200 Yeah, I mean. No? No. Oh. No way. No. Two grand? Now we're talking. All right. So there is a that's price. why you there's went so price. low. Dave, there's but, always a price. All right. How about you, my friend? No. Yeah. Me, See, me. It's, it's the answer. No. And, and his answer would be no for two grand as well. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. I wouldn't do it. So that's the Don Raphael offer of the day. Right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. Ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. When Roger Logan started gaining weight in his stomach, doctors told the 57-year-old Mississippi man that he was just fat as reported by the local paper. According to testimony, Logan is recovering after traveling across the country to California to have a 130-pound growth removed from his abdomen. Wasn't just fat. Yeah. There's hope for the two of you. Maybe this is what it is. Doctors say the benign tumor, which started growing about 12 years ago, probably began as an ingrown hair. That's why I'm a fan of popping them. you got to pop them. But it kept growing until it was massive and had its own blood supply. Logan had spent most of the past five years living in an armchair, unable to run his antique store or go fishing. I'm quite sure that he is thankful for both being able to be gainfully employed again and to be able to use all of the worms that he's collected over the years. Unless those are also tumors. That's insane. That's asylum. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. Glad that was after our snack. <laughs> Did you guys hear last week's asylum? Pretty good. Harry brought it. Yes, I did. The gerbil. Yes. It was funny. I laughed out loud in a plane. That was funny. I think I, I commented to you, actually. He was 15 minutes ahead of me on the podcast. So he laughed, and then I laughed. It was Old Fart Freddy-esque. Yes. Yes, it was. So, yeah, you did your own uh, everything. You, yes. All, all your own. Uh, so I saw all my things were still here. So early thoughts for you guys on Quay Dorsey. You heard, you heard me. I like it. 
I could see the comparison to a bahiki. Okay. Um, it's definitely less floral, less vegetal than a lot of Cuban cigars that I've had, which doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. They're just typically not in my wheelhouse. This isn't bad. Yeah. I'm going to say it's... Uh, because I, it's so light, I think the, the cigar geek or something is going to say, no, it's just too... It's a, it's a mild Cuban cigar. There's some mocha and you know a little bit of earthiness. Yeah. Thankfully, I so, don't so get... Mo- the, mocha's uh, actually a good word. So... Yeah. Uh, remember the powder you put in, and, and it was um, Ovaltine. Ovaltine, Ovaltine-ish, Ovaltine-ish. Yes. I yes. think that you two are both smoking the same size. I don't know what Chuck's going to end up with, but I'm not getting the mocha. I'm more along the lines of uh, toasted almonds on top of a string bean casserole. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. Yeah, nothing at all. Nothing. <laughs> Screw you, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a few weeks ago, I smoked the, the Veraguas, Veraguas, or however yeah. you want to pronounce it, and it tasted like soap. Thankfully, the K d'Orsay does not taste like soap. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested with the, the big. I thought the Vigueros was fantastic when I smoked it. Low, Vigueros is a low, low price of guy. Right. Low, low priced. Uh, this, I don't think, is going to be. I mean, it, it seems high end to me. I yeah. mean, they, the band's beautiful. Yeah. Really, they, I mean, they certainly are, are selecting better wrappers for this. Yeah, it looks... It oh, looks, the construction's flawless. Yeah. yeah. It looks Not like that, I mean, end. I didn't see any, any bad wrappers, but there, there were some wrappers that weren't as good as this when we, we, we visited five or six Habano shops while we were there. I mean, during the day, there isn't much to do, so you go walking around. We walked for five miles yes. to find a restaurant that David highly recommended. We have to go there, which means... There's at least three things on the menu that he'll eat. Yep. And there was. And so we uh, <laughs> we get there, and the service was terrible. I mean, we waited 20 minutes, and we still hadn't been asked to get drinks. Yeah. The waitress kept coming up and then disappearing and coming up and disappearing. So we got up and left. We asked the taxi driver, can you bring us to someplace nice? And he goes, you just came out of someplace nice. And we're like, don't get David started. He's hungry. It's been a five-mile walk. Just take us to a restaurant. So he goes, oh, my cousin owns a place down the road. So he, we're driving in this 50s car, big boat. He takes a right onto this alley where he's got two inches of space between his mirrors and the buildings. There's a horse and carriage in front of us coming at us. And by the laws, he has the right of way because he's got the car. Yeah. So now the horse and buggy has to back up and let us in. Then the road widens and he pulls over onto the sidewalk up against the building, almost touching it. And we get out all on one side and we're like in the middle of nowhere. He points at the side of the building and says, right in there. And I see two boarded up windows and a hole in the wall. A, literally a hole when in the wall. they talk about a, a restaurant that's a hole in the wall, this was a hole Chuck, in the wall. Chuck, it's literally a hole that someone hit with a hammer and made a hole in the wall. And he goes, in there. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, I'm no. walking the rest of the way back. I don't even know where I am. No way. And David's like, I'm pretty hungry. Let's, let's hear him out. <laughs> yeah. So the guy goes in the hole himself and says, come on in. You and climb through the hole uh, in the wall. Through the hole. So we go, we go up. There's a set of stairs <laughs> in the hole, and it opens up to he doesn't, he, he's going to argue with me on this, but a pretty nice looking restaurant. Considering we went through a hole, right. yeah. it was pretty nice. Right. Dust everywhere and stuff. They obviously don't have a lot of customers because no one thinks, oh, I'm going to go through this <laughs> hole and there's going to be Alice in the Wonderland on the other side. How about this? Every <clears throat> table had a reserve sign on it, and there was nobody in the restaurant. And, and, and by the way, the, uh, we're there for we two left, hours. Nobody, nobody came in. We're there for two hours. Yeah. 
I don't know what they were reserved for, but pretty important people. And then, so, and then when we order, everybody places the order, and so, the waitress says no the, to so every the, single thing. The, the menu, you know, oh, the menu okay. is the menu is this thick. There's 50 pages of menu. So I'm looking, and I wanted to get pizza at the other place. It was sort of a Tex-Mex Italian yeah. crossover kind of restaurant. So I got pizza on my mind. I've had nothing but rice and beans for two days, uh, you know, for breakfast. Yeah. So I'm like, I want the pizza. And she goes, no, you don't want the pizza. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you because in my life, I've never had a waitress tell me not to order something on the menu. Yeah. So I'm flipping through and I go, well, what and about somebody orders the fish? No, you don't want that. Somebody says something. So, no, you don't want that. So David is hungry and aggravated and he just puts his hands up like this, says, all right, everybody stop. What are, what we, are we eating? <laughs> she goes, you guys are all having chicken. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, okay. Chuck, we waited for 45 minutes oh, for her no. to go find a chicken somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> she had to go out the exit ramp through oh, the other hole in the building, God. find a chicken, it was all the same it. chicken. It was all the same chicken. Yeah, we, oh, we, of course. We had yeah. four parts of a chicken. Yeah. With some rice and some vegetables. It, well, honestly, it wasn't bad, but yeah. Yeah. it was fresh. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was fresh. fresh. Yeah. Not going back there, are you? I am. It's very... Oh, oh, no, no, that restaurant. No, no, that's that what I meant. Yeah, no. yeah. Did, the restaurant doesn't have a name, and she made us sit in the furthest table because it's kind of an open concept because that's everything. <laughs> because there's no walls. It was blown out <laughs> in the 50s. It doesn't have walls. So we're sitting on the end table. So the taxi driver that someone over-tipped, so he's now our best friend. He's going to drive us around for the rest of our lives. Good play. He stayed. He wouldn't He even stayed, leave. thank God, because there's no way to get a taxi yeah. in this area. Oh, it was crazy. We didn't ask him to stay, but he stayed. But I'll tell you this. Even given that, if that had happened in Boston or Aruba, yeah. I would assume that our organs were going to be farmed. Sure. But it was, for it, some it reason. Up, it was brought up, the, the cold bathtub. And, yeah, uh, all right, yeah, it was mentioned <laughs> in passing. Uh, but for some reason, even there in that messed up situation, I never felt like I was unsafe. Yeah, very safe. We walked for five miles through the poorest areas I've ever seen paved. I mean, I've gone through areas where it's dirt roads and stuff, yeah. maybe poorer, but everybody seemed happy. Yeah, very I nice. mean, they could have just beat us all up and taken our clothes and shoes or whatever and never felt threatened. At night, on our way back from the Hotel National, which was the best non-gala meal that we had, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Very good. I highly recommend it. Coming back, and there's a group of maybe 12 college-age kids drinking out of a bottle of rum, passing it around on the corner, causing a ruckus, but nothing crazy. They're not breaking anything. And we walked by him, never felt like I needed to cross the street, which if that happened in Boston, forget it. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I would have turned around and gone the long way around. I'm with you. Never felt like I was unsafe. And as we walked by, they go, ah, Americanos, hola. Like high five on us on the way by. It was, it are, was you, awesome. are you almost treated like a celebrity a little bit from being American? I or? wouldn't say celebrity, but I felt in some places in Nicaragua where it was, oh, that's, that's an American yeah, he's he's an American, so he doesn't Looked understand our upon. culture. Yeah. yeah, they like you know. It. But in Cuba, they were welcoming smile, cool smiles. Waiters coming out of restaurants that were walking by, offering us, you know, what you want to come in and eat here. Mm. You know, kind of hustling, but yeah. not un, not an unsafe way at all. Yeah, I highly recommend if you have an opportunity to go. I highly recommend going. Be part of a group. Yeah, we're gonna put a group together. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do. We're gonna it, put so. a group together. We'll, That's we'll, the way we'll to take do 10 it. Ten at a time. Can we do a show out there? Is that a possibility? 
I don't uh, think you'd be able to broadcast live. No way. You could tape it. be recording. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to yeah. record it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right, let's go to break. And when we come back, uh, the classic three-way, we're going to continue Barry's losing streak. Gentleman Chuck Morrison will uh, jump in with his debonair and lots more. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Smokey Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you, too, with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? 
writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year. Then, and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. This is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studio smoking a legal Cuban cigar that will soon be available in every country in the world except ours. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. It's legal because we brought it in, and it's legal for us yeah, to smoke it. No problem. And it was okay that I personally went and gave you the cigar. I didn't pay for the cigar, and it's everything's legal. But the, the problem is that I couldn't bring a whole bunch back and sell them. Mm-hmm. They won't allow it, so we're, we're working on that. So are the Cuban uh, companies out there, they don't like it. They don't like the um, that, um, you know, they're working on the embargo, even when the embargo gets lifted, that we're going to have a problem because of FDA. Right. So we'll see what, what can happen there. But in the meantime, Chuck, are you ready? I'm ready, baby. While you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this right here is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with... Wait for it. 
suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, it's the small acts of kindness that make the world so big. Why wait for someone to turn their day around when a simple gesture we can make can brighten up their day. Like holding the elevator door. That's right. Yeah, that's all. Or I opening warned the door. you in advance yeah. I wasn't getting the door. Here are, an emergency. Here are a couple ways to be an active friend and change someone else's day in a positive way, the debonair way. Like don't get stuck in an elevator. Very good. First suggestion here is to send them a funny text or gif or meme early in the morning so that they are hit with joy to start their day. Barry, check your phone. Definitely hit with joy. Compliment them on their appearance or something they're wearing that you find nice. Mr. Jonathan, I like your hat. Thanks. Be a good listener. (laughs) Sometimes the best way to put a smile on someone's face is just to let them vent. Be an ear to be there to listen. Go ahead, Dave. Vent. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. I think I will. Don't do it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Send them a strong and meaningful quote that you think is something they should hear or that you believe exemplifies their personality, a motivational quote, leadership, whatever it may be. Surprise them with something awesome, whether it's their favorite snack or a short phone call. People really appreciate being considered by others. Last here is remind them how much they mean to you and... What qualities you admire. Many times people are sad because they have had a blow to their self-esteem. Don't feed that negativity. Feed the healing process. Remember, happiness starts with one person's reach out to make it happen. Be that person. Be debonair. That is the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Guys, every single time we do this, the question stays the same. Are you debonair? Enough. Going to have to work on that. Is Is he venting right now? He, he vents quite a bit. Yeah. No, that's what you call I, a venter. I will vent that tomorrow is daylight savings. Yes. I have a 5 a.m. flight. <laughs> I planned on getting up at 3 in the morning, but the clocks are going to move back. So it's forward. two, four, back. Spring, Spring ahead, move forward. You lose an hour. I lose an hour. I got to get up hour. at 2. <clears throat> and that isn't even enough time. So it's crazy. What's the sense of going to bed? I, I have to agree with you there. But then, like you said, once you arrive at an airport where there's been one killing to a hotel where there's been six killings, right. you then have to go <laughs> yeah, to a cigar that's dinner. It. And yeah, I, you're and not going right. to sleep anyway, so <laughs> screw it. Live oh it up. Oh, my God. Why am I traveling so much? I have to stop this madness. And here, here I am planning a trip to Cuba again, right? So it's crazy. I, I, what about doing the same thing over and over and expecting <laughs> exactly. different results? Exactly. So yeah. I have to ask, did American Airlines behave this time around? Don't it say was, their name. Yeah. Well, uh, I, did, I did look into this. Uh, I overheard somebody else that had a similar issue to David who mm-hmm. was screaming at the guy. Right. And David's issue on his trip last time was he had a charter, right. which was not an American airline flight. The charter was late. Therefore, David was responsible for getting to the airport late, not American Airlines. If their flight was late, they would make good on it. But he was late because they didn't go there at the time. Correct. But that's still... So I booked the whole thing through them with the exception of this little leg that they didn't go to this place. And you were late. No different than if you didn't get there in your car. Doesn't matter how you get to the airport. That's, that's their argument. Everything was on time this go around, though? Yeah, it was because oh. it was booked all by one airline. So. Yeah. You mentioned something uh, in the pregame to the pregame about having to circle over Cuba because of a storm. 
You yes. want, when we well, tra- what we was tried to land. funny and awkward, a couple of ladies, the two nuns sitting in front of me, uh, the the plane's trajectory, at, once you're over Cuba, it draws the, a line. We got the map in front yeah. of us on the screen. So it first did a figure eight. Yes. Yes. A couple a of times. So it was really bold. And then when it got to the center of the figure eight, it shot straight out like a banana. Yeah. And then looped back. back. Connecting to the figure and eight. Okay, everyone okay. on the plane know, wow, this looks like... It was very phallic. <laughs> yeah. and the, the, the poor nuns in front of me did not appreciate me pointing it out to Vartan, who had his headphones on, and I'm yelling to him because he can't hear me because I had my earphone, earphones yeah. on. He said, this looks like... I said, it's a figure eight. It's a figure eight. It's yes. not what you say it is. I they, don't know. They went straight in and then made a figure eight. Yeah. But he has to turn it right into that. Did you have to they declare that straight out? Yeah. You, saw the, <laughs> you saw the picture on Facebook. Yeah. You know what it looks like. To you. Oh. To you. And to the nuns. So we have a birthday today. Yes. We have uh, Alex Martinez in the audience. He's a lieutenant from Newark, he New is. Jersey, who decided to spend his birthday with us because I guess that's the thing to do. It's not the thing to do, but uh, thank you but for we doing that. appreciate it. He wore his reversible. Yeah. Smoking yes, jacket? Yes, he did. I yeah. like the red yeah. side, too. It looks yeah. cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and came from New Jersey all the way down here. And uh, But he, he came with a woman yesterday. Yes. She, a little, little under the weather. Under the weather. Oh, all right. Oh. Okay. okay. Well, I thought she had enough right. of this after <laughs> yeah. they came by yesterday. And it's like, okay. One tequila, it. two tequila, three tequila floor. floor. That's that? what happened. Wow. So, uh, that being said, we have a lot of birthdays, so let's get to it. It's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll f***ing kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported. From the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun grown, and nutty overtones. Undertones, you idiot. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Two-time world champion Chuck Morrison. That's right, brother. Back to back. (laughs) Back to back. Um, Call it a dynasty. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And uh, going for the hat trick today. That's it. So uh, tomorrow... Is the birthday. I like it. See what you have to do. I'm glad I studied the next day. (laughs) It's time I'm prepared. (laughs) Tomorrow is Mitt Romney's birthday. All right. Mitt Romney, he's a Republican politician who served as 70th governor of Massachusetts in 2012 and was a nominee for president. Also the president and CEO of the Salt Lake Organization Committee in the Winter Olympics. And a documentary about him entitled Mitt was released on Netflix. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was born in 1948. 48. 51. 51. 45. 45 for the point. Barry Stein. It's 47, Chuck. Oh. Away, very close. But Barry gets the point. And on to Mr. Jonathan. I didn't want to make it that obvious. All right. All right. <laughs> Liza Minnelli. 
That's Liza it's with a Z. Fair. Jonathan's going to get that. They're really, you know, she has a huge following. <laughs> she has a huge following. <laughs> She's a movie actress, daughter of Judy Garland, who was acclaimed for her performance in Cabaret. Uh, she was the girlfriend of Arthur, the drunk millionaire. You remember her, Liza Minnelli, born today. What year? Uh, 1958. 58. Uh, 34. 34. 60. 60. Uh, Barry Stein gets the point at 1934 because it's 1946 and you guys were over. That's two points for Barry. Here he comes. It's all right. Just like the Yankees. Yep. So see what happens. Start off yeah. hot you're, and You're yanking fast. something over there. Barry Stein, right to you. James Taylor, folk singer. Fire and Rain. Known for the hit song, You Got a Friend, Fire and Rain. Also, who was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was married to Kylie Simon and might be the person that the song You're So Vain was referring to. Could be. There's no might be about that. 1949. 1949. 1945. 45. I had already written 49 down, and I'm not changing it. 49 is one over, so Chuck Morrison gets the point. That's right. 48. There we go. See, Barry? So Chuck for one, Mr. Jonathan for zero, and Barry for two, and this is over two, Chuck Morrison. Al Jarreau. Al Jarreau, jazz Jazz. singer. Jazz pop and R&B yep. vocalist who sang the theme song song from Moonlighting. If you remember that, show. just passed away. He collaborated with artists such as Bill Withers and Al Green. He won Grammy awards for, as a jazz singer. He died last month at the age of. Oh, 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 no. oh keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Born today, what year? Doing math. I'm doing math. 1930, Dave. 30, 39, 39, 42. 42 is over. 39 will take it. It's 40. Mr. Jonathan, one point. Uh-oh. Chuck, one point. Barry, two points. One question left. Here we go. One point to tie Barry. An exact number to beat him. But a tie, Chuck, will keep you as it champion. It will preserve the championship. It will preserve the championship. Who's this to? Me. Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan. Born today, Shemp Howard. God. Shemp Howard, actor who appeared with Larry Fine and his brother Mo Howard in Three Stooges comedy shows and films. After he quit the Three Stooges, he was replaced with his brother Curly. He then rejoined the group after Curly suffered a stroke. Born today, Shemp Howard. Uh, 1899. 1899. 1906. 1906. 1919. 1919. We have a new champion. Oh, Barry. It was 1895. You had... Jonathan would get it. Oh, that's over? I'm over. 1899. It's 1895. So Jonathan gets the point. Jonathan, no, I get no points. What'd you you guess? I had 1899. Oh, so we're all over. All over. We have a new champion, Barry Stein. Barry Stein Stein has brought it in. Can we bring Billy back to do this? Just like like the Yankees. Wow. Man, does he have your number, Most championships ever. All right. He's back. All right. He's back. Just when you thought you had him defeated. I thought Jonathan had it, and then I was doing the math all Yeah, me too. Me too. So uh, that's it. My goodness gracious. Um, Okay, so what do you think? Quay Dorsey. Uh, Barry looked it up uh, during the break. The old Quay Dorsey was a low price cigar. The Corona was uh, seven dollars and change. Wow. I think it was seven ninety five or something along those lines. This is a winner at that kind of price. I'll yeah. tell you that. This is a winner at that kind of price. But I got a feeling. I mean, it looked nice. Everything looked nice about it. I think the sizes are bigger. 
three sizes, right? There's going to be four two. sizes in total. Four total. So it must be the Churchill is the fourth size that they gave us in the, with the other band on it. And I hate to agree with Mr. Jonathan. I'm smoking. It looks like the Corona size. Coronas uh, Claro is what it says on the band. Right. Yeah. That's the one that sold for seven ninety five. Yeah. So you get the almondines on the on the French pea pods or whatever. I'm getting be. green bean like a green really? bean casserole. I really am. A little toasted almonds on there. A little toasted see, almonds. See what the brain can do. I know. I hate it. Is that it. my new nickname, the brain? No. no. I'll take the hat off and rock it. I got a joke about that, but I won't say it. <laughs> oh. A little waiting reference there. Yes, folks. yes. A little waiting reference. See, and here I am thinking yes. Pinky and the brain and wondering if that made Dave Pinky. I'll, I'll show you the brain after the show. Man. <laughs> and the bat wing. You ever see the movie? Waiting? No, I never saw that. No. Oh, you're going to no. love this. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> what I have to show you. Yeah. Tomorrow I am losing my godfather virginity. Good. Oh. Finally. I'm I wanted watch to be the godfather. there. I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to do godfather regular one. One. Yes, All right. So maybe two I can be part of because you're going to love it and you're going to report back. So we're going to have our first movie um, review review next oh, week. Good. It's going to be on this yeah. new movie called The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Cigar movie of the, of the year, exactly. <laughs> right, the movie of the year. What should or should not be the movie of the year. I wonder if we could do movie night up here with the TV behind us, smoking cigars. Okay. Some wine. We're going to have to put together three cigars. It's a long freaking movie. It's a long so, movie. Yeah, you don't need not, more than one cigar. See, make it sound like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, no, a lot of character development. I miss that in movies. Movies now are an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. You barely get to know the people, and the movie's over. I will tell you, if I like it, there will be a picture of the DVD on my set, because at that point, I'll buy up the box set so I can watch them all. Yeah, you will love it. You will love it. it, it it's every, what every um, mobster movie requires to be. Question for you, because you were absent this week. I think you guys were in Nicaragua. We had as our versus question, I believe, yes. Godfather versus Goodfellas. Yeah. What do you guys vote? Godfather. Thank you. Greatest, I was the minority. Greatest, greatest ever. Greatest ever. Goodfellas was good. It was great, yeah. That's why it's called Goodfellas. It's not <laughs> it's Greatfellas. Great. <laughs> right? It's not the Godfather. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's I, not don't, uh, I, don't, I don't ever have the desire any, to sit down and just, okay, I'm going to watch The Godfather, but I have done it with Goodfellas so many times. Hmm. I have to say Goodfellas. Wow. Goodfellas Once is you've one, seen Godfather flicking, the first, you flicking the you channels and, again. and Goodfellas are there, all right, I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, of right. course. Right, but it has to be on cable, cable, not like, you know. FX. FX yeah. or anything like that because, you know. Yeah. Shut freak, the front door. You freaking right. talking to me isn't just as good, you know. Right, as, you know? right. Sometimes I like that stuff. I watch mm-hmm. and I go, look, look what they did to this, you know. Yeah. Look yeah. what they did to him. Big Lebowski, the end scene where he says, uh, how's it feel, Larry? To, oh, what does he say? Anyways, it's brilliant. Look that up. They, they intentionally, like, got creative with. Switching out the cuss words with different, just ridiculous sayings. Okay, which yeah. Which is pretty effing yeah, funny. Yeah, it's almost, yeah. yeah. All right, that's it. Um, next week, I'll be back from Mexico, I hope. Unless you're kidnapped. Right. No oh, ransom. It's, 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 uh, how does it feel to find a stranger in the Alps? Figure out what that actually means. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, TAA, Tobacconist Association of America. Has so, never once been held in America, by the way. Yeah. It's been a long time since they have. But uh, I'm going to give you the industry scoop. Everyone's going to be talking. You know, everybody gets together, and there's a lot of drinking going on, and people are saying things they shouldn't be saying. I'll gather all that information up. 
And uh, chicken out at the last minute, maybe. and we'll have to scramble to make a well, show. I'll get something over there. The rumors, the facts, um, and we'll figure out the problems and, and how to uh, correct them when we get back. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you happen to be smoking your Cadorce from Havana, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie.